Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective! Well, hey, gentlemen, it's Matt and all here, and we are back here for another podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Uh... I missed last week and my apology, my apology, I can't even speak. My apologies to you. It is 5.07 a.m. Just saying, I'm still waking up my mouth muscles. <laughs> so you might hear a few stutters this morning. Uh, but I, I apologize for missing a podcast last week. Uh, sometimes life just happens. It was a very full uh, week. The last couple of weeks have been quite full. And uh, just with a lot of things. And I'm actually just coming off a head cold as well. Just an annoying head cold. But uh, I'm back this week. And so thank you for taking your time to listen. And I uh, just want to let you know that you can connect with me on social media at The Frontline Man on Instagram and Facebook. I'd love to connect with you there. And you can also watch the podcast on YouTube. The Frontline Podcast for Christian Men on YouTube as well. Uh, This one today, as I'm recording, this is not in video uh, because, again, it's five in the morning before I have to go to work. And so I'm not looking camera worthy. (laughs) Anyways, um, and also I'd like to uh, let you know about the Frontline Men's Prayer on Zoom. That's a weekly Zoom prayer meeting for men. And uh, this upcoming Friday... There will be uh, no prayer meeting because it's Good Friday, so we're going to have a week off. And uh, But typically, it's every Friday unless you get an email from me letting you know that it's not happening. Um, if you're interested in that, you can email me, standingonthefrontline at gmail.com, and let me know that you want to be added onto that list, and I'll be sure to make you uh, a part of those um, the, the, the group emails that are sent out for the, uh, with, the, with the Zoom link. I just send the Zoom link out uh, a few minutes before uh, 4 o'clock. It's every Friday, yes, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so you'll have to do the calculation of what, what whatever time zone you're in if you are wanting to join for prayer. And if you have things that you need prayer for, let me know. I, I will be, uh, I have a list of, of prayer um, requests for, for people that I pray for. And so... Um, if you need prayer, let me know. Again, you can email me standing on the front line at gmail.com. So we're going to get right into it this week. Let the games begin. All right. Today we're talking about when a man has to make some difficult decisions. And uh, I'm sure all of us, for you who are listening right now, 
And I know speaking for myself, there are times in life where we have to make some, some difficult decisions that are not easy to make. And uh, in fact, our, our whole life is made up of decisions. Uh, every day we have decisions that we have to make. Um, some are very small and some are more large and difficult. Um, and the reality is when it comes to our decisions and our choices, gentlemen, uh, we are a product of our choices. If we choose to live for the world and for ourselves and for our own pleasures, uh, we will become that. If we choose to live by faith in God and his word and desire to serve Jesus and honor and love God and people, uh, then we will become, we're a product of what we choose. Um, if we choose sinful, uh, dark, um, you know, destructive habits, then that's going to re- be a result of who we become. Uh, it, it, it's it all. It's up to us. We we make choices through our lives, and then we reap the the benefits of rather the 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 results, whether it's negative or or positive. We re- we reap the results from our choices, and that makes us the men that we are. We are a product of our choices, uh, but it's true. Our lives are made up of decisions that we have to make. We do. You can't. You, someone else can't decide for you. Um, you have to make these decisions. We we choose to serve the Lord. We choose to put our faith in God, in Jesus. We choose to love our wives and and be committed fathers to our kids. These are choices that we make. Sometimes you know it would seem like just easier to bail um, because relationships of any kind can get hard. But we choose to stay committed to our wives and committed to our families because that's what God's called us to do. But it's a choice at the end of the day that we faithfully make. We choose to to work our jobs because we have to provide for our families. We choose where we live, what city we live in, what church we attend to, what church we serve in. Uh, we choose the kinds of food that we eat. Uh, we choose, you know, if you're going to brush your teeth at night or not. I don't know. Like, Life is made up of choices and decisions that we have to make. And sometimes some of these decisions are very difficult. You know, some of the easier choices throughout your day are, you know, Starbucks or Tim Hortons. Maybe Tim Hortons doesn't apply to you. Um, most of my listeners are in, are in the United States. And so I, you might be questioning what's Tim Hortons or you might know what Tim Hortons is. It's a Canadian coffee coffee shop. <laughs> I've spoken about it numerous times on the podcast. Starbucks or Tim Hortons? I'll lean towards Tim Hortons. I'm not the biggest Starbucks fan. Uh, McDonald's or the Keg Steakhouse? Well, that's an easy one. Give me the Keg Steakhouse, right? I'll take my six ounce medium steak, please, with mashed potatoes and green beans. You can enjoy your Big Mac while I'm enjoying my keg. <laughs> as long as you're paying, I'll eat the keg. <laughs> uh, winter or summer? Well, let's let's decide here. I'll take summer. We are we are in spring finally, and I'm looking forward to some nice, warm, sunny weather. Uh, but again, those are just some examples of those decisions are pretty easy to make, but other decisions are not so easy. They're complicated. Now, there are times, gentlemen, even when you're face to face with difficult decisions, that if we just use common sense, we're going to be okay. Like just use your brain, just just take a step back, take a breath or two, and just use some common sense here and, and you know, put some thought effort into this and, and you'll be okay. 
But then there's a whole other level of decisions in your life as a man that you need God, like you need supernatural intervention from God to to break through in your decision-making process because you don't have enough wisdom and understanding in and of yourself. You can't depend on other people to make this choice for you. You need God to break through in your life. And that's the that's the type of decisions that we're talking about specifically on this podcast today. Those choices that just seem, it's just a dead end either way, Lord. I don't know. I have to make a choice, God. I do. I, I have a choice to make. I know I do. I can't just let this go. I have to address this, but I don't know the decision that that needs to be made. So God, would you please help me? It's potentially, you know, decisions like what relationships do I get involved in? Whether it's friendships or whether it's, you know, a a certain lady that you're that you're having interest in. Maybe there's a, a lady in your life now. You've been, you know, getting to know each other as friends and and maybe you're just uncertain of if you should take that relationship to become more than friends. You know, with possi- possibly you begin dating and seeing each other with the hope and desire to to marry this woman. Like that's a huge decision that you have to make and you don't know. Because it, you don't want to enter just any relationship without putting some thought and prayer and getting God's help to decide who is right for you when it comes to your your relationships. Uh, possibly you're a younger man and you have some choices of schooling to make. Lord, what what school do I go to? What program do I enter into, Lord? I, I don't want to waste my time or my money. You know, maybe it's just the pursuit of a career. God, I don't know which career path to take. There's a few options before me and and I and they all have interest, but Lord, I just don't know what's best for my future or, or best for my future family or best for my my current family, God. You know, questions like do I take the job? You know, the job's been offered to me or do I leave my job? These are all very difficult decisions that all of us from time to time are possibly going to be confronted with. And we need God's wisdom and God's direction. You know, do I move my family to a different city or to a different state, to a different province, to a different country? Like, Lord, these are huge and I need your wisdom in these difficult decisions. And there's many more difficult decisions. Maybe some of those apply to you. Maybe there's other ones specifically right now that you're thinking about that you're responsible for. And it's just a difficult decision and you need God's help. But either way, we are going to face difficult circumstances where we need to make some choices here. We need to we need God to break through to help us to know what to do. I don't know what to do here, God. I don't know how to figure this one out, Lord. I'm stumped. I I I don't want to make a mistake, God. I'm afraid. I'm afraid here. I don't I don't know what to do. And God, I don't even know what you want for me to do. That is that is my ultimate desire right there, gentlemen. That is my ultimate desire is that I want in my life, I want what God wants. And sometimes that's not the easiest thing to know. Sometimes that is really difficult to know what God wants for you in your life. But I know he wants to reveal his plans to you. I know he wants to lead and guide and direct your your life. I know he does. He promised he would if we seek him first, if we trust him with all of our hearts. 
And I and I hope this morning, um, as I record this, that that is your desire. Whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening to this, that your desire as as a as a man is to do what God wants for you to do. But knowing that can be very difficult, and deciding how that looks and which path to take in your life in order to do that can be very very difficult. And this is where we need God's direction. This is where we need God's confirmation. This is where we need God to open up some doors for us, to present some clarity and to present some potential um, doors of opportunity for us. You know, I, I mentioned before that we used to live up north, a couple hours up north from where we live now. We're in southern Ontario now. And I remember there was this time where in 2010, where it seemed for my wife and I and our two young kids my son was five and my daughter was two, um, that our season up north was coming to a close. Um, doors that we thought would, would remain open for us just, just closed and God had different plans in mind, uh, but I just didn't know what they were at this particular time in, in 2010. And I was feeling pretty heavy about it. It was really on my mind because I had to know what to do for my family. I mean, I... I wanted to lead my family well and faithfully and and sometimes making decisions when when it's just you if if you're if you're just a single man um you know choices are easier when you're single they are because you you don't have a wife who is you know trusting your leading and 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 relying on you as her husband to to desire good choices for for your marriage you know and and you have to communicate with your wife you can't just call all the shots um, you need to talk with, with her. You need to decide on decisions together in unity. It's important that you guys have the same um, leading from God together. And there might be times where, you know, the man has to make the final decision if there's just some uncertainty, you know, and he does it in a spirit of humility and love. But ultimately, you and your wife make the, make decisions like this together and because it's going to affect both of you. And then you throw some children in the mix, you you know, when they're when they're younger, you know, like in their baby or, or toddler years, it's a little easier to make big time decisions like a move or something like that because they haven't really settled, you know, with with solid friends and stuff like that. But when they become older, like in their you know preteen years or teenage years, uh, making decisions is not as easy because it affects everybody. And so so, anyways, that's where I found myself, uh, you know, back in two thousand and ten, and I knew our. I knew I had a choice to make. And so anyways, um, I was down by the lake. We had a lake in that city and I was down in my car just praying, crying out to God for direction like I had been for many months. And and the Lord reminded me of of my former pastor who was um, living in a different city at the time. He had a, a radio um, program on that was about to start in about 15 minutes. And so I just felt really this urgency from the Holy Spirit to, to drive to my church, which is about five minutes from where I was, uh, to tune in for um, 11 o'clock in the morning uh, when his broadcast started. I just really felt I had to do it. So so I started heading to the church and I'm like, ah, I need a cup of coffee to do this with. And so <laughs> so I, I went to the Tim Hortons drive through and it's like 10 to 10 to 11 now. And I'm like, I got to go. I got to get to this program, but I need my coffee. And so um, I, I spent what change I had left on my, my cup of coffee. Now I had no more change with me. 
and uh, I head to the church, and our church was downtown, so the the only parking was on the street, which you had to pay like in the parking meter. And so I, I get up to the front of the church building, and and there's no parking anywhere. I'm like, oh man! So I'm just driving around slowly, waiting. If somebody finally, I saw them pulling out, so I pulled into their parking lot. I knew I had no more change to put into the meter, but thankfully, this car who left still had like a good hour left of of time on their slots. I'm like, yes, thank you, Lord. It's like five to eleven now. And, uh, you know, so he worked out the coffee, he worked out the parking and now I run on, open the church door and nobody was there. So I went up to the office and, and I log on the computer, just feeling this real urgency to tune into this, my, my, my former pastor's broadcast. I, I didn't know why, but I knew that God was calling me to go listen to this. And I had this real anticipation and, and expectation to hear from God. And so I turn the computer on and it starts to buffer and it wasn't loading. I tried to load it and, and it froze. And now it's like 11.04, you know, and I, I missed the beginning and stuff. And so I had to reset the computer. And um, and finally, when it came back on, it's like, you know, 11.09, you know, so I missed like the first nine minutes of this half an hour broadcast. And uh, finally, when the buffering stopped and the, the audio began to play, these are the words that I heard my past, my former pastor, Dale, uh, speak literally this is what i heard him speak the first words as it started to play he was talking about the story of naomi and ruth and these are the words i heard ruth had to go back home with naomi in order to fulfill her destiny and when i heard those words it was it was as if god was speaking directly to me that i had to go back home in order to find our destiny and i didn't have all the details but that's it, it just penetrated my heart, penetrated my spirit. I was like, yes, Lord, you've spoken, God. I believe this because of how he set all this up. You know, I wouldn't have heard that in the first nine minutes of the broadcast, but God set it up for me just to hear that sentence right off the top. And and I went, I told my wife and there was confirmation with her and there was such an excitement. And that was going back 13, you know, 13 years ago. And that was what I needed to hear from God to help me make that hard decision to to move my family back to our home city, you know, two hours south from where we were. And it was a very difficult move, but but we did it by faith and God helped me make that decision. And God wants to do the same for you gentlemen, because I was so comforted, uh, comforted knowing that, that God chose to speak to me through in that way, through that radio broadcast. Um, it was still a very hard decision. He didn't give me all the details. He didn't, you know, lay it all out, you know, perfectly clearly. Um, that's why it's a walk journey of a journey of faith, right? We step one step at a time by faith, but he helped me make that decision. And so I was able to make that choice. We made the move. And and honestly, God's still unfolding that destiny 13 years later as we've been faithfully serving God and walking with God. God is continuing to unfold step by step his plan and and the destiny of my my family, my wife and I, and and even our children. It includes everybody here. And it's an exciting, very difficult, lonely, hard process and journey to be on. But God helps us in making these difficult decisions. And so if you're in that decision-making you know, time right now, keep praying and just trusting the Lord and waiting on his time. And that's what we're going to get into here. I want to look at five things to do when you have difficult decisions to make. And we're going to talk about this after I take a sip of water. 
So five things to do when you have difficult decisions to make. Number one is pray. Prayer is the number one thing you need to do when there's things that you need to decide. You talk to God about it. Number two, wait. You need to wait upon God. And that that's the hardest part here. Praying, okay, we can pray, no problem. But waiting, come on, man. I don't want to wait. I've waited so long already, right? Number three is get wise counsel. You got to seek out wise counsel, some good godly advice. Number four, Begin to seek some things out. Begin to try some things out. Begin to test the waters. You know, put some action to your faith. Begin to try different things. Uh, trusting God will lead you. And then number five, repeat all of those if necessary. So go back to praying, waiting, getting wise counsel, and then trying something and seeking something out. So let's talk about that. Let's break that down. Number one, pray. When you have difficult decisions that you need to make, you need to pray. Because God wants to break through in your prayers and help you in these these decisions. Listen to Jeremiah 33, verse 3. God says, call to me or pray to me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Like what an amazing promise from God. We can call to God in prayer and he will answer us and he will show us great and mighty things that you do not know. I mean, that's... I I could close this podcast right now and you'd be encouraged enough right now. You don't know what to do. You don't, this is what we're talking about. When you have to make decisions, it's because you don't know what to do and you need God to show you and help you with what to do. And God says, if you call to me, I'll show you and I'll show you those things that you don't know what to do. Like that's amazing right there. So pray and God will show you the things that you need to do. The things that you don't know right now, God will begin to show you according to his will. Amen? Listen to what David prayed in Psalm 25, verse 4 to 5. Show me the right path, Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you. Notice what David prays there. He says, Lord, point out the road for me to follow. It was as if David was at a fork in the road right? You ever been in times like that? That's what it's all about. Decision-making. You're at a fork in the road. Do I go left or do I go right? Those are my options here. Do I choose A or do I choose B? I don't know. I don't know. Lord, help me. And David's like, Lord, point out the road for me to follow. Show me the right path, God. That's the kind of prayer we need to pray when we don't know what to do. And God will help us to know which way to take in our decision-making times. Isaiah 30 verse 21 says, you shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or turn to the left, this is the way, walk in it. God will help you in your decisions, gentlemen. He will show you which way to go. He will show you which way to take your family. As you pray, as you pray, God will begin to speak into your life in different areas. It might be through a radio program like he did for me. It might be through a podcast like this one. I don't know. It might be through a brother. Or it might be through, you know, a dream. It might be through the scriptures. It might be through, and let me say, primarily God speaks to us through the word of God. Okay. I want to just make that clear. If you want to hear God's voice, you read the Bible and you'll hear God's voice. But God also speaks through other different um, sources. Absolutely. But it has to align with his his word. 
and his truth and his plan for your life. Amen? But we need to pray. And then after we pray about what decision to make, here's where it gets hard. We have to now wait. We have to wait upon God to answer because he doesn't always answer right away. There's a waiting process and this is really difficult. I'll be the first to admit, I don't like waiting. This is the hard part of it, gentlemen. Waiting on God, waiting on God's timing. God's timing is different than your timing. God's timing is perfect, not yours. His is perfect. You might think you know the right time and and, and God might do it at that time, but most times God is on his agenda, his calendar. He's in no rush. You're in the rush. I'm in the rush. We have to wait upon God. After we pray, we wait. Psalms 27 verse 14 says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Notice how bravery and and courage go hand in hand as you wait patiently for the Lord. It's not easy. You might think it's an easy thing. Oh, how difficult can waiting be? (laughs) Well, you got to be brave and courageous while you're waiting on God, right? And and then he says again, wait patiently for the Lord. Amen. That's who we're waiting on. We're waiting on God. We're waiting on the Lord to answer and to break through in our lives. That's who we're waiting on. And we're called to wait patiently on the Lord. Psalms 37 verse 7 says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Wait patiently, not just wait patiently on the Lord, but wait patiently for him to act. In other words, God's going to act on your behalf. God's going to break through. God's going to move and answer your prayer, but you need to wait patiently for him to do it. It's his time, his way. And then it goes on to say in Psalm 37, 7, don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. In other words, you might see you're waiting on God and you might see all these other people around you who don't even love God. And it just seems like all these opportunities are opening up for them. They're not waiting for anything. They're not having trouble making decisions in their lives. Everything that they decide just happens. Everything that they want just happens, right? And God says, don't worry about the evil people who prosper. I would even say, don't worry about other Christians who seem to be prospering. You are waiting on God for you and your family and his plans for you and your destiny and your calling. You're not waiting on their plans. You're waiting on your plans. So wait patiently for God to act for you. And don't look around and become envious and jealous and angry and upset at the prosperity of other people. You wait patiently on God for for him to act in your life. It's God's time. It's God's plan. When you don't know what to do, you need to submit to God's time and God's plan. And this takes waiting on God. Number three, when you're in a time where you have to decide what to do with difficult decisions. Number three is get wise counsel. Don't just do it in your own understanding. Don't just, you know, do this yourself. Reach out for for some wise, godly counsel. And it has to be um, mainly what God is doing. And and I want to primarily say the first place that you go to for wisdom is God himself. Okay? Not not your brothers first, not your pastor first. You go to God 
first for wisdom. Listen to what James 1.5 says. If you need wisdom, and that's what we need when we have to make decisions that are difficult, we need wisdom to know what to do. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, gentlemen. You can ask God anything, if even if it sounds silly. Lord, I need wisdom for this. Even if it's a decision that's difficult for you, but seems to be kind of silly and maybe easy for others, it's still difficult for you. So tell God about it and ask him for the wisdom that you need in order to make that decision. God says, if you need wisdom, ask him. So go directly to God for wisdom. But I will say that oftentimes God will give you wisdom through other people. He might speak directly to you, but most times he will speak wisdom to you in your life through his word primarily, but also through other people speaking wise counsel into your life. And sometimes we need to hear some wise counsel from some other people around us that love us and care about us and know what we're up against and dealing with. I know there's people in my life who are very close um, who I look out, reach out to for wise counsel. My wife is one of them. She's a very godly, wise woman. I have some brothers. I have um, some family who give me wise counsel. I have some elders. I have some people who are older than me in Christ who can give me wise counsel. Proverbs 12 verse 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Okay. So a fool is somebody who thinks they know all the answers. I want you to understand there are people out there, gentlemen, who are wiser than you. There are people out there, a lot of them, who are wiser than me. Okay, They have more wisdom than I do. And so I need to reach out to these people so that God can use those people who are wiser than me to give me some wisdom. But the fool, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes. No, 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 I got this. You know, come on, listen, I'm, I got this. I don't need your wisdom. I have enough wisdom on my own, right? No, 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 you, you want, because then it goes on to say, but he who heeds counsel is wise. We want to be wise men, amen? Wise men who listen to the counsel of godly people. Another version of that, that verse says, fools think they're own way is right, but the wise will listen to others. Are you good at listening to other people and their wisdom? Sometimes we have to just shut our mouths and open up our ears and listen to some wise counsel. And so what it, what it looks like is that you take these difficult decisions that you have before you and you take them to these people. You know, you, you, you sit down with your wife and you begin to talk to her about Honey, I this is these are the choices I need to make here. What are some what's some wise counsel from you, my wife, the one who knows me more than anybody? You know, you go to your pastor, you go to your trusted brother in Christ, and you seek out wise counsel from a godly person. You you don't want just secular wisdom. I'll, I'll admit, there's a lot of wisdom, you know, in secular, you know, therapy and counseling that can be very good that you can apply. Absolutely. But as Christian men, we we want to seek out godly counsel, godly advice, so that that our 
the, the wisdom that we're receiving is based on the word of God and the things of God and the heart of Jesus, not just, you know, humanism and, and compassion of the of people. You know what I mean? Like we want God's wisdom and we can only receive that through godly people. And so you want to be listening to godly people for wisdom. Listen to Proverbs 15, 22. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Right? Why why is everything going wrong? Well, brother, are you are you listening to the advice that you've been given from godly people who love you and care about you? Godly leaders in your life? Are you listening to their wisdom? Are you applying their advice in your life? Ah, no, no, I haven't gotten around to it yet. You know, I I just I don't know. I know I know they mean well. I know what they're saying, you know, it seems to be right, it seems to be helpful, but yeah, I don't know. I think I got this on my own. Well, that's why your plans are going wrong. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. You're not listening. You're not applying the advice and the wisdom and the counsel that you've been given. And then it says, many advisors bring success. God wants to surround you with people to pour counsel and wisdom and godly advice into your life for your success, to help you in making these difficult decisions. You don't need smart and educated people to speak into your life. You don't need some doctor with all these degrees. You know, I've been in 12 years of university. I have a doctorate. I'm a doctor of this. I'm a doctor of that. I'm a professor of this. I have more degrees than a thermometer. I, you don't need those people to speak into your life. You need godly wisdom, right? Brother, look, brother, I'm, I'm struggling, man. My marriage is falling apart. I just, my wife and I were just butting heads and I just, I don't know what to do. I want to be the spiritual leader for my, my, my wife and for my kids. And I just feel like I'm failing. I just feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm not being that, that man that my family needs for me. You know, can you, can you help me out? And they begin to speak to you of just, you know, just education. Well, if you read this book and if you, you know, and there's a time for reading, they start to like, you know, do an equation, you know, well, if you just, you know, how many years have you been married and you divide it by how many kids you have? And we don't need wisdom. We don't need education. We don't need, you know, there's a difference between IQ and wisdom. We don't, we don't need your IQ here, man. I'm struggling in my marriage and my family. Give me some godly wisdom. That is what we need in difficult decision-making times in our lives, gentlemen. We need wise counsel. There's a huge difference. There's a lot of smart people who are fools, okay? They have a high IQ. They have a lot of degrees, a lot of plaques on their wall, but they're foolish because they're not living godly and following God's plan and God's counsel in their lives. Number four, we want to seek something out. Try something. Start, begin to put some action into your faith as you, you know, have these decisions that you've been praying about. God, I need to know what to do in this scenario in my life. And now I'm waiting on you, God, and I'm seeking counsel. Now, now the time comes where you have to do something, gentlemen, right? There's a time to wait, but there's also a time to, to, to reach out. You know, maybe, maybe you've, you know, you feel like God's bringing your certain career path to an end or to an end of a season. So, so begin to look around and, and let the Lord lead you. Uh, apply for that job. You know, respond to that, that job offer. You know, maybe you're pursuing a relationship and, and there's a woman of interest at your church and your small group, you know, and you, you just don't know. There's just some uncertainty there. You know, take her out for a coffee. 
Take her out for, you know, a, a meal just to get to know her more and let the Lord help you. That might help um, your your difficult decision of you might know five minutes into that conversation. Like, nope, this is not for me. She's a sweet lady. Uh, she loves God, but she's definitely not for me. But you may not know that until you do something about it. You hear what I'm saying? maybe you're interested in serving like in a certain ministry at your church, but you just, you feel ill-equipped. You don't feel like, you know, you're smart enough. You're good enough. You're able enough. You're spiritual enough. Give it a try. Give it a try. You know, maybe it'll succeed and maybe it'll, you know, start trying to do it. And that's how you're going to discover a decision to make here. Yes, I am going to do this. God reveals it, but we have to put some action into our faith. Have that conversation with that person. You know, you've been putting it off too long. Sit down. I know it's going to be awkward and difficult, but but that's going to help in your decision-making process. Sometimes we have to test the waters. Sometimes you got to knock on some doors. Sometimes you got to request some opportunities or take some opportunities that come your way. This is all how God begins to reveal what to do in these difficult decisions. And as you begin to do these things and try some of these things out, you'll see what God, what um, doors God will open to you. You'll see what doors God will keep closed or what opportunities might come your way. But this is what God, oftentimes he begins to show us what to do as we begin to do some things about it. After we've prayed, after we've waited, and after we've sought out counsel, now we need to do something about it. And if it comes down to nothing happens, well, go back, repeat it again. Pray, wait, seek counsel, and then do something about it. And if you approach these things with the mentality and with the prayer and with the desire that, Lord, I just want your will to be done. That is how I proceed when it has to be um, decision-making time for me in my life, for my family. Lord, I want your will to be done. If this is not your will, don't let this open up to me. If this is not your will, God, as I take this step, close it down, shut it down, Lord. I don't want it if it's not your will. I only want your will. And I, I understand making these, this process is not a comfortable one. Anytime you have to make difficult decisions in your life, gentlemen, it's not, it's not easy. It's not. It's, there, there's a lot of discomfort. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty. But you are the one who's responsible to make these decisions. You are. It's you, you can't, you can't allow other people to decide these things for you. So right now, as you're listening, you know, think about those things right now that you know you have to decide and that you've been struggling in. I encourage you, keep praying, keep waiting, keep seeking wise counsel. And I encourage you just to start doing something about it with the prayer that, Lord, lead me here. As I step into this, as I make that phone call, as I make that inquiry, send that email, send that text message, as I reach out to that person or to that job or that company or that that new home to rent, that new home to buy, that potential new city. You know, as I take, as I drive to that city that I'm considering moving my family to, would you meet me there as I drive there on a Saturday? To and would you speak to me and confirm? God, begin to clarify, begin to confirm as I as I put these these four steps by faith into action, God. As I knock and as I seek and as I pray, Lord, will you begin to reveal your plan and your help in these decision-making processes? I know it's not easy, but gentlemen, you got to make it.
You got to make it. And sometimes you have to make these decisions in fear and trembling, but you just sense in your spirit, you sense in your heart, God, I know what I have to do here. I know what I have to do here. And as you make that decision, you need to understand the enemy is going to lie to you. He's going to bring confusion into it. He's going to make you feel um, scared and like you, oh, I've made the wrong decision here. What what if this is a mistake? Trust me, I've been there many times and I'm sure I'll be there many more times in my life as I have to make difficult decisions, okay? Right now, my family, we are in a huge transition in my life and it's very uncomfortable and there's decisions that have to be made, a lot of them, and it's not easy, but I have to make them as I've been praying for a long time and waiting for a long time and seeking wise counsel for a long time, me and my wife together, it's it's decision-making time. And there'll be many more down the road as well. Our life is made up of these decisions and sometimes they're hard. But listen to the words of Jesus when it came when it when he's talking about prayer as I close this podcast. Matthew 7, 7 to 8. Jesus said, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. See, there it is. We 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 pray. We ask and we receive from God. We seek God's will. We seek wise counsel and we will find it. And then we begin to knock and the door will be open unto us according to God's will, according to God's time. And I want to close with one more verse from Psalms, which is an amazing verse to end this podcast on. Psalm 86 verse 11. Teach me your way, Lord, that I might rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I might fear your name. Notice what the psalmist said there. Teach me your ways, God. That's what I want. Again, that's what I've been speaking this whole podcast, gentlemen. Lord, your will, your what I, I want, what you want, God, not what I want. Lead me, help me to decide in these decisions, Lord, according to what you want for me. And then he says that I might rely on your faithfulness. Gentlemen, that is what it comes down to. You need to rely on the faithfulness of God. Because oftentimes when you have to decide in these difficult times where you don't know what to decide, but you sense the Lord has given you the answer and you have to confront that discomfort, you have to have those difficult conversations, you have to make that step, you have to make that move, you have to make your final decision here. You have to do it all with relying completely on the faithfulness of God. He loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. He, we serve a God who goes ahead of us, gentlemen. And so right now, I encourage you, pray, wait on God, seek wise counsel, begin to test the waters and try some things, praying that, Lord, your will be done, that only the doors that you want opened in my life would open up, God, and that you'd give me the faith and the strength to make that decision. I'm going to make the choice. Right now, I'm making the choice by faith, and I'm going to rely completely and fully on your faithfulness, God. So gentlemen, I hope that encourages you. I hope that maybe maybe even God is using today's podcast to, to help you make a decision that you need to make. Because trust me, I know it's hard. I'm in the heat of it right now, okay? 
You'll hear more about that in the weeks and months to come. But God is faithful and we we rely fully on his faithfulness. So gentlemen, I hope that you're encouraged. And until next time, just keep standing on the front line for God. Keep standing, keep fighting in faith, gentlemen. Reach out to me on Instagram and on Facebook at The Frontline Man. You can watch the podcast, not this episode, but you can watch the other podcast episodes on YouTube. And you can also email me standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me on The Frontline. We're done here. Time to go. I hope that you were challenged, equipped, and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus, your marriages, your families, and the plans and purposes of God for your life. I am prepared. I'd love to connect with you. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Frontline Man. Follow me and you're in good company. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. One more thing. If you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We stand ready.